Hey y'all, it's Emily. It's Addison. And Lily. Welcome to Boldly Created. You guys, we have a really special guest on today and I'm so excited to introduce her. Um, this is more of a social media friendship and I've never actually seen her face until this podcast. Um, but today we have Lindsay. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and we'll go from there. Hey y'all, I am so excited to have uh, to be here. So thank you so much for having me. Um, again, like Addison said, my name is Lindsay Turk. Um, I am 25 years old and I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I'm just super excited to talk to you guys a little bit today about being in a season of waiting and like maneuvering being in a season of waiting because I think that's something that I struggled a lot with while I was in college um, and then especially like in the post grad world. Um, and I feel like I've just learned a lot, so I'm excited to kind of. Share Yes, yeah, so we're so excited to have um, someone your age and someone who is a postgrad and just to get your wisdom on this topic. Okay, so before we dive in fully, I want to ask you, um, so what would you say to your before Christ self, your BC self? Yeah, I love this question so much. And I love that you guys asked this on your podcast. So I think it's great. <laughs> um, so this is a little bit harder for me because I gave my life to Jesus um, when I was 11. And I grew up in the, the church. Uh, I don't know if you guys even know this. I'm actually from Cullowee. So that is where I'm from. That's where I grew up. I grew up at Cullowee United Methodist Church, which was great. Mm-hmm. But I gave myself to Jesus when I was 11 there. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about this question and kind of, I guess, maybe what I would tell myself before my faith and my daily walk with Jesus is as strong as it is like right now. And there's so many things. But the first like big thing that really came to my mind is a few months ago, I heard someone say like, focus more on who you're trying to become and less on what you're trying to achieve. And this quote and this like mindset shift has been so game changer for me. Um, and it's definitely like what I would tell myself. And it's something that I'm like constantly reminding myself of um, because it just like brings me so much like peace and solitude. Um, I don't know if you guys are into the Enneagram. Do you guys like do Enneagram? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> all right. We're like, all right. You guys are my people. I love it. <laughs> I love Enneagram. And I'm an Enneagram three, which is the achiever. So it means I love to like accomplish. I love to get things done. I'm a box checker. I like to be in control. I like to follow a timeline, all the things. Um, and I think that navigating college and like post-grad life specifically, I fell super hard into this like comparison trap and to, you know, comparing where I was at in the boxes that I was checking and what I was trying to achieve with the timeline that other people around me were, you know, achieving and they were like achieving what I expected. And so it was really hard from like watching people in college, like land amazing internships and receive cool opportunities to like getting jobs before they graduated. And then, you know, even knowing what job they wanted to do and then, you know, changing cities and getting married and engaged and having babies and all the things. And I totally, totally, totally let comparison get the best of me because I was focusing too much on what I was trying to achieve and the timeline that I was trying to achieve it in, not on like where I was currently at. So I think it's just important to remember and think that like it really came from this quote for me was remembering to focus on like where we are right now because like where I'm at right now matters like where you're at right now matters like it's not a coincidence or an accident and like God has a purpose for us in this moment um and that you know he is using where we're at in this moment to like shape our hearts and like mold our minds to create like the version of ourselves that gets the things that you know are the desires of our hearts and that are placed on our hearts um like by him so that's that's my what I would tell my before Christ self and honestly what I literally tell myself all the time but I, I think it would have helped me so much like especially when I was younger that's awesome thank you for sharing that yeah for sure so what does your season of waiting look like right now and 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so it's interesting. Actually, it's, it's really great that you asked it like that. Um, because thing that I think is so cool about being in a season of waiting is that a lot of times like your situation doesn't change, but like how you view your situation does. So Mm -hmm. just for a little bit of backstory, like 2020, obviously super hard year for everyone, right? Like just COVID and just the, like the climate that we were living in. Um, I, I feel like we all just kind of like, we're feeling very like almost attacked, you know? Um, and it was, it was really in a way like a spiritual warfare, I feel like. And I felt that hard. Like I, um, some things happened with my family. My brother and sister-in-law ended up moving from being two hours away from me to being eight hours away from me. And that really like rocked my world. And then just like not getting able to like go to church and like be around my people. Um, and just feeling so restricted in life was like super hard. And I got into this place where I became like, I, I became so like frustrated because I was like, I, you know, am confused about where I'm supposed to be living. I, and then that, like spiraled into what the heck am I supposed to be doing with my life, like with my career and all of my people in my life, like my very best friends are all in serious relationships, engaged or married. And then I was like the only single person. Right. And so I'm like, God, like, where's my person? Like all of these things. And I just felt like I was in this like hard season of waiting. And the thing is, that is all exactly the same, right? I am still trying to navigate all these things. I do know that I want to stay in Charlotte. I at least got some peace and solitude (laughs) with that. But outside of that, like my situation is exactly the same. Like my season of waiting looks exactly the same. And just like just figuring it all out, right? But what changed is my like my posture around it. And so it went from being like, I don't like like I season of waiting is so where I'm at, but I like to think about it now. It's just like season of expectancy. Um, I listened to this sermon from uh, someone at New Spring Church in South Carolina. I don't know if you guys know New Spring, but they're great. Um, and one of the senior pastors there um, did this message about expectancy. And it like was really the thing that shifted my posture. Um, but the word expect and see, like expect mm. and see, right? Like I never <laughs> even thought about it like that, but that is like literally a message that is all over the Bible. Right. Like we see it with like Noah's Ark, right? Like Noah's Ark took like something like 75 years to build. And like Noah was expecting, you know, to see this flood coming and he like saw the flood come, but then he saw God's promises come through. And then you see somebody like Job, right? Job was tested like crazy. And, you know, he was, you know, but he like kept the faith and he was able to see like, like his life get 10 times better by the end of the trials and tribulations that, you know, he went through with God. And then, you know, the Israelites in the desert, like, you know, 40 years of waiting to get to the promised land. And so they, but they expected to get there and they saw themselves get there. And I think that that's been like a key thing in the change of my posture um, towards being in this season is really just realizing that like the Bible is a story of waiting and this, the, this story of expectancy with like waiting on Jesus to come and then waiting on Jesus to come again, you know? So um, yeah, that's my, <laughs> I guess that answers your question and more about <laughs> just um, where I'm at now. Dang. I never thought about it as like the Bible is a story of waiting and there is so much in the Bible that is waiting to see God's promises fulfilled. And it's, yeah, even though it's a long process, when you're past the process, it's so beautiful to look on because even outside yeah. of just like relationships and all that, even with college students and young adults, you have, like you said, jobs, internships, um, friendships, just so much that you're like, okay, God, what are you doing? And you're really trying to 
trust him to close the doors that need to be closed and open the doors that need to be opened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that obviously, like you, you think about like sanctification, right? Like sanctification is slow work. Like it, it takes a lot of work in order to become sanctified. And it's like kind of the same thing with waiting, like and becoming these the versions of ourselves that God needs us to be in order to receive what he's prepared for us. And, um, you know, like it is, it's all over the Bible and just like the birth of Jesus. And then, you know, in Revelation, Jesus says, surely I am coming soon. So then like, you know, being this, like we should always be in this posture of expectancy that, you know, we expect and we will see that Jesus is going to come again. Um, and I, I think it's so easy when we're, you know, in these seasons um, of like, like especially hard times and like waiting that we don't um, we don't focus on the on all the ways that he's already proven to us that he does it right like we don't expect to see God move and do great things in our life and these great work happen we don't like expect for him to lead us where we're meant to be um, or that he's going to be by our side helping us through it all like we just get into this like really dark like negative place. And we forget like that he's been, he's been all, you know, he's beside us. He's been beside us the whole time. He's beside us right now. He's already ahead of us. And it's just like so easy to just get so negative and to forget about that. But, you know, like I've found so, 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 so much peace that, um, you know, I, when I look back in life and I'm like, yes, Lord, there was a reason for that. And then to like shift that and to, you know, praise him in those tough times and be like, yes, Lord, there is a reason for this, like right here, right now. And that like can bring so much peace in in these tough seasons of waiting in in college and post-college. Yeah, I think that, you know, us being so young and just in college and stuff, we are so focused on the now and what's going on in our lives right now. And the the stuff we're waiting for we're waiting for now and we don't see what's to come we don't we don't take into consideration what's to come out of this the waiting that we're in and so i heard this um girl say this one time she said she was talking about singleness and just kind of the struggles that she was going through just waiting because all the her friends around her had someone and she just felt lonely and she made the point she said don't waste the waiting and that really stuck with me for so long. It still sticks with me. And I heard that like forever ago. But um, yeah. it's just like, we are in a season of waiting. What are you going to do with your waiting? Are you going to sit? Are you going to mope around and be stuck in the now and not look forward to what's to come out of it? Or are you going to use this season of waiting, the singleness that you're in, to further your relationship with Christ? individually on and then look forward to joining together with someone and further your relationship with Christ with them. And so I just the don't waste the waiting. I think that's so awesome. Yeah, I love that. I think that that's so true. And it's that's something that's definitely helped me too. is having this, uh, you know, this being in this place in life. And I'm really, really, really in it, like in this exact moment where I'm at where I'm like, okay, God, like, I don't understand what is going on. And I don't understand why some things that have happened have happened. But what I do know is that they've happened for this like reason. And I want you to use me in this exact moment and like prepare me for, you know, 
these next things that are coming and just knowing that, you know, there is a purpose right now and that there are things that I can be doing right now with becoming the best version of myself, the like strongest, happiest, healthiest, like in all, you know, sense and purposes and of all the different areas to be strong and healthy. And, um, in order to be ready when, you know, all of the things that are to come, come. Yeah. Um, going off of that, it kind of made me think of like this, this idea, I guess I was thinking of that, um, you might not be ready for things that you want right now. And like, God knows Mm -hmm. that. And in this season, like he is molding us and preparing us for what's next. So even if we had right now, what we want in the future, like it would be premature. It would be too early. Like it would not go as it is planned, you know, how God has planned it. So I just try to think of that and remember that there isn't a single season um, that we endure that isn't meant to mold us into like what's coming and like what God has for us in the future. Yeah. I, um, I think that's especially true with talking about like dating, right. And like finding your person, um, and even just dating as a Christian, right. It's like Mm -hmm. really, there's like a stigma around like talking about like dating (laughs) as a Christian and like all the things, but like it, it's a, it's a very real thing that, are we might not I might not have my person because I've there's something left that I need to work on there's things that I need to do and can be doing in order to be fully prepared for that um there's a book it's called single dating engaged married by Ben Stewart he's the pastor of passion city church in Washington DC um he's been on Sadie Robertson's podcast I know Addison listens to that but (laughs) which is a great podcast by the way like that his like him on that podcast was I was just like yes thank you. That was good. Um, but that's like his whole book. And I highly encourage like anyone, like in any of the like single dating, engaged, married, like that book needs to be read. Um, because it is just like, it's powerful the way that it can work and the way it can like shift you to think about like where you're at in a particular season. Um, especially in terms of dating for sure. Yeah. Lisa Turkhurst, when I was listening to a video that she had trying to prepare for this podcast, and she said, when you attempt to wait, you manipulate the situation. And I feel like we really mm-hmm. do manipulate situations because when you're waiting, you're like, I want control over it. I want to play God. And it's not, you don't have the control. You're not God. And when you try to play God, it just makes it so much more messier and so much more complicated. And even though it's hard, you have to sit back and be like, okay, like I'm giving it to you. I'm not God and you are God. Yeah. My, the thing that I like tell myself, it's something that I, I I journal a lot. That's something that I've like newly kind of gotten into, but like journaling has been like really, really game changer for me, especially in the last couple of months. But the thing that I've journaled it over and over again, and with some things that I'm like currently going through is something I tell myself like 10,000 times a day, like no joke. I'm like his plan, his will, my faith. And remembering that like it, that is, that is a thousand percent what I tell myself. Like I can't play God. Like I have to accept that it is his plan, know that his will will be done and have the faith in that, even though I'm struggling, even though I might be frustrated with God, even though I might doubt him. Um, those are all like normal feelings in our walk with Jesus. Um, and, but just as long as we like have the faith and know that like, it is, it is coming. Like he is coming, like he is there and he's already ahead of us. Like that, that faith will like get us through, mm-hmm. get me through. Yeah. And you have to go through the pro- process to see the promises fulfilled. Um, it kind of goes Ooh, back yeah. to like the expect, expect and see. I don't think I'll ever be able to see expectancy without seeing, <laughs> like hearing that word now, which right? is great because I love that. But that just kind of reminded me of that. 
what is an area that you feel like you're in a hurry? Because I've read somewhere else that it said um, God's waiting room is when you're in a hurry for something to happen and God's not. And I thought that was really, yeah. really powerful. Ooh. Yeah, that is, that's a great question. Um, I mean, the, I would say like the thing that I feel like I'm waiting the most for in my life is like the person that I'm supposed to spend my life with. Like recently, like that's been something that I have been struggling with um, and kind of like, like butting heads with with God is just like, you know, I see so many, like, I'm not even joking with you when I tell you that my like tight inner circle of best friends, they I'm the only one that is single. And so it's like, I'm being constantly reminded of that. And my heart longs so badly for, you know, that love and that relationship and kind of everything that that embodies. And I know that it's something that I'm ready for. Um, but, or I think it's something I'm ready for. Apparently God's like, <laughs> hold on, I'm not so sure, but you know, um, just being in that's, I mean, that's definitely, that's definitely the one for me. I love how on your social media, you're so open with what you're walking through because I know that I love your posts. Like they are long captions, but they are so <laughs> good. You. And one that came to mind when we were doing this was, um, one that you were talking about relationships and just being surrounded by friends that are all in relationships and you're the one who's single. And you said our relationship status doesn't define our happiness. And that's so yeah. true because even if you're not in a relationship, that doesn't mean you're a failure. That doesn't mean you're lacking at life. Like you're still doing what God intended you for you to do in that period of waiting. Yeah. And I, Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. I love what you have to say. Like you always, I'm going to link her Instagram and you guys should follow her because <laughs> she's very <laughs> motivational, but that really stuck with me when I was reading that. I was like, that's very true because I feel like too often our world is kind of focused on relationships and the what ifs and the mm-hmm. 10 years from now. And we're supposed to be living in the now and the present and like fulfilling what yeah. God wants us to do with our lives in now, not five years from now. Yeah, for sure. And I think I, I love that you brought that up because that is so true. Like my, I don't like being single does not define how happy I am and how I choose to live my life. Like, is it hard sometimes to be in my group of friends and to be the third wheel or to be the fifth wheel? Yeah, it is. But like, I make the most of it and I have so much fun with it. And I'm so lucky that my like girlfriends have like these amazing guys in their life that I love spending time with too. But you know, I choose to have the posture of just being happy with where I'm at and who I am and knowing that I've been putting in the work in myself and in my heart with, you know, pouring into myself and my relationship with the Lord to know that like I'm being, you know, and and just like, you know, the theme of this conversation, knowing that I'm being, you know, shaped and molded to become the person that I need to be for this person that's coming into my life or for, you know, all these things that are coming my way. Um, when, when the time is right, you know, the Lord will make it happen. He says, you know, commit yourself to the Lord and he will establish your plans. Um, that's the verse of my life right now. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, I have a verse actually that fits right into this topic and I don't think I had found it before until today, but it's Isaiah 60, 22, And it is, I am the Lord. And when it is time, I will make these things happen. And that was just like right on target, like nail on the head. And I was like, he's never too late. He's never too soon. Like he's right on time. And that's just like putting my faith in that. That's all I got to do. Like that's, I can trust him in that, you know? Yeah. I also think it's comforting to know that, you know, a lot of times we think that we're ready for something, whether it be a relationship, maybe um, this 
job opportunity that we've been longing for or maybe you know pursuing this friendship you know just anything um, we may think that we're ready for this um, when in reality we're not and Mm -hmm. God he knows when we're ready and whenever we're ready he's going to allow it to happen but just knowing that he is God and he is all-knowing and I think that's a huge comfort and encouragement and okay, well, if it's not happening now, then it's not meant to be happening now. And he'll, he'll let it happen when it happens. And so, um, you know, just knowing that throughout the waiting, my heart is being prepared for what's to come and what he, the blessings that he is going to bring me. Um, and I just love that. I think that's just like a big encouragement throughout, like just my walk with waiting as well. Yeah, I, um, so just backstory with my, especially like while I was in college. So I made this like big mistake when I was in school. So I was a communications major with a concentration in public relations. Okay. So I started applying for jobs in December of 2016 and I didn't graduate until May of 2017. Okay. So I, I mean, like that was way too early to start applying for jobs for my particular field. Okay. So I graduated in May and I still didn't have a job, which was really hard for me because I saw other people with the same major as me, but oftentimes it was majors different than I, um, that they already had jobs or they knew exactly where they were going to go get to grad school. Like all these things, they like had their life figured out. And I graduated and I was like, I have no clue where I'm going to go. I have no clue what I want to do. Like I had these ideas of things that I wanted to do. Um, and I did not actually get my job that moved me to Charlotte until September of that year. So I literally was applying for jobs and like struggling from December to September. So literally almost a year, right? It was so hard. Um, but I grew so much during that. And I think that that's something, um, that we, you know, oftentimes forget about is that, you know, there is so much like work to be done. And like my faith grew like so much in those nine months, I look back on that, like from December to September, and I see like Jesus was acting. And I literally would not have ended up in Charlotte, like if it did not take that amount of time for me to find the job that I ended up. Um, and I look back now, I'm like, that was such a blessing, because I've been so blessed, like living in Charlotte for these last three years, and have just like found so much abundance and it has just been so obvious that God has like orchestrated everything. But, you know, and it just like in these tough seasons, like that is where our faith grows so much. Like 2020, I look back who I was, you know, this time last year to who I am now. And like my faith is like 10 times larger than it was then. I love that you said that because I feel like there are so many people out there who are struggling with such long-term seasons of waiting. And I think that's a really big motivation to hear what you just said, because that is such a long period of like, okay, God, what are you doing? And to remain hopeful during that takes a lot of faith. And I feel like if you don't have the faith, it it makes it even harder because then you don't have something to lean on. When I was preparing for this, I also saw that um, in your season of waiting, if it's a delay, it doesn't mean it's denial. And that no is a lot or no is not the same as not yet. And I felt like that was a really big thing because in the season of waiting, it feels like it's a no. It feels like a denial, but it's not necessarily that. It's just something that God's preparing it for the perfect timing for your life because he has it. He's your prioritizer. He's your scheduler. And you're not. You're not in control of that. Yeah. I also think, too, like it's important to know that like it's okay to 
doubt, right? Like, I think that's something that I've learned a lot recently, um, or I guess like learned more about recently. It's just how okay it is to kind of like doubt God and to doubt kind of like where we're at and what we're going through um, and doubting him. But the, the key is just like not letting that doubt get the, be- the best of you and remember remembering that faith is literally you know, like you just, I, I don't know why, but like, you just have to trust, right? Like, that's what I tell myself is like, I don't know why this is going on, but like, I have to trust you, God. Like, and I do trust you, God, like that is literally faith. And so that's like his will, his plan, my faith. Like, I just literally tell myself that all the time. Um, But especially in being in a doubtful area within your season of waiting, I think that's really reassuring to know is that like, that is an okay thing to feel and experience. Um, so a question that I want to ask you is, um, and I think, you know, that's, that's really the enemy coming in. And then also, I think it's just the comparison on social media, um, and just seeing so many other people like being at this place in life where I felt like I should be by now, but I'm not necessarily there yet and looking to them and like, you know, the devil's like, Hey, look what they have and you don't have, but really it's like, no, Jesus, I'm looking, I want to look to you. I want you to, you know, point me where you need to take me. And like, just like keeping that perspective um, and having like the right posture is like so, so, so key. But I mean, literally he's, he's everywhere trying to tell us that, you know, I, I just feel like he's all over the place saying, you know, look at this person, look what you have and just kind of like getting me down. Um, but just remembering, you know, again, his plan, his will, my faith. Like I literally say this all the time and it's just so true. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I think that a way that the enemy really tries to get to me because he knows that, I, um, I am not the strongest when it comes to comparison. That's something that I do struggle with. I'm sure a lot of girls struggle with, but I know that the enemy, he constantly tells me, Oh, if you had this, or maybe if you looked this way, then you would have this. Or maybe if you had these things, or maybe if you looked even somewhat similar to what this girl looked like, then you would have these things. You would have this person. And, um, it hurts because I know that it's all lies straight from Satan himself. However, um, just knowing that they are lies because they are from him, it's not truth because it's not from God. God, God, does, he doesn't put plant those things into those thoughts into your mind. Um, the the enemy literally does, and so um, just don't believe them. Don't let them bring you down. Know that you were created in the image, in the eyes of God, and you weren't created to sit here and compare yourself and wish that you had all of these things. Yeah, I heard this quote, or I like read it somewhere. I can't remember something I heard recently, and it just goes so perfectly with what you're saying. But it, um, I can't remember exactly how it's worded. But basically, it's like anything that we are called to endure with him is greater than any abundance without him. Um, And I think that's Mm -hmm. a a lot to think about in like tough seasons. And then especially like when you're struggling with things in terms of comparison, and just really like so many different things that we go through in life. Just remember that like, we're being like, he's by our side through it all. And like, we're enduring it with him him and how great is it that in this tough time like we have the creator of the universe like by our side to get through it versus you know looking at people that you know might have things that we think we want but we know that you know they don't have jesus i love that um i have a question as well um so for everybody listening who may be like currently in a season of waiting um what would you tell them to get through that season Ooh, that is a good question. Um, one of my friends, one of my very best friends actually just told me this, and this is something that we were talking about, but she said, you know, God is way more infinite than time. 
he acts outside of space and time and just remembering that that is so 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 true um and that like like we've talked about you know waiting is all over the bible and so he has you know literally given us an example of what it looks like to faithfully wait and that it is literally found in his word and to just look to that and to know that like he is so good and that he is a reason for all the struggles and all the trials and all the things that we are going through like he's going to turn those into tribulations and it may not be what he what we thought it was going to be but like he is sovereign and so to really like embrace this season of waiting and to turn it into that season of of expectancy and just to focus on becoming the person that he called you to be while you expect and see it happen I was so excited to have you on this podcast and my expectations were definitely met. You um, brought (laughs) so much wisdom to this podcast episode and thank you so much for coming on. Um, Do you have anything else to add before we head out? No, thank you guys so much for having me. Um, It's been so fun to just kind of like think about all the things that I wanted to say. And I um, hopefully it, you know, speaks to someone that really needs to hear it. And literally like, if there's one thing to leave you with, it is my motto in life. That is like his plan, his will our faith. And if you can truly step into that and embrace that and lean into God, like it is beautiful where your life can be taken. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay, and stay tuned for our next segment. Hey, y'all, it's time for Flavor of the Week. To get us started, we're going to have our guest, Lindsay, tell us what her Flavor of the Week is. All right. So I have two. Uh, I couldn't pick just one. So first off is a verse that has just been so good um, and meant a lot to me um, in the past couple of weeks, but it's Isaiah 41.10. And it says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Um, love that so much. And then my other one is a song by Elevation and it's quiet. Um, and like we've obviously been talking about a season of waiting. If you're going through a season of waiting um, and just like waiting in expectancy, um, just that song is game changer and just reminding yourself to like sit and be with God. Um, my flavor of the week is a book called Uninvited by Lisa Turk. Turkers. Turkers. I just always has to tell me how to say things. Girl, I can't say half the it's things. Like, I- it's <laughs> like I talk about them, like I forget what it's called. But anyways, um, it's just about like a book about rejection and the sense of belonging, you know, as a Christian. And something that really stuck out to me so far while reading through it is the point that she made a really good point and it, and it just said, you know, I can sit here and I can say all of these really hurtful, harsh things about myself. But if someone said those things about me, it would destroy me. And so um, that was kind of like a slap in the face, just being like, okay, why can you say it? But no one else can say it. That must mean that, that they're really hurtful, but you, you feel comfort in you saying them because um, you think you're the only one who thinks that, which pretty much is true. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so... That's kind of like something that really resonated with me and I just wanted to share. So what about you, Lily? Um, so my flavor of the week is a song um, and it's actually called um, Like You and it's by Aaron Cole, Torrin Wells and Toby Mac. So I believe it's brand new actually and it's like a Christian rap song. It's got a really good beat and it's just a good song to like drive in the car to or like work out to or like whatever. So we will have it linked for the flavor of the week so y'all can listen to it. My flavor of the week is a song by Maverick City. Um, it's called Rest on, on 
us. And I really, I've been sitting in the song. It's just such a beautiful song to play when you're wanting to get in the, you know, mode for quiet time or just to have God in the presence. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to our Flavor of the Week. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.